The love of Christ constraineth me. It holds me back when I need to be held back. It pushes me when I need to be nudged. And now for Learning to Hear God's Voice, Part 5. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because Brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor. A taxi passenger tapped the driver on the shoulder to ask him a question. And the driver screamed. He lost control of the car. He nearly hit a bus. He went up on the sidewalk and he stopped just inches from a shop window. For a second, everything was quiet in the cab. Then the driver said, look, man, don't ever do that again. You scared the living daylights out of me. The passenger apologized and said, I didn't realize that a little tap would scare you so much. The driver replied, he said, sorry. He said, it's not really your fault. He said, today is my first day as a cab driver. I've been driving a funeral van for the last 25 years. (laughs) Clayton, I appreciate that extra laugh. (laughs) Well, we are doing part five. We're doing this little mini-series entitled Learning to Hear God's Voice. Learning to Hear God's Voice, part five. And we've been sharing different ways that God speaks to us. We've talked about the fact that God speaks to us through the scriptures. The Bible is God speaking to us. And we also talked about the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And so the Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit. And I really want to pick up and continue more along those lines today. But the Holy Spirit, we talked about, he speaks to our spirit and how there's an impression on the inside or a knowing on the inside, or you have a moment where you feel like the light is turned on. And so there's an illumination in your spirit and it's like a flash of light. It's like all of a sudden you see something or you know something on the inside. Well, that's one of the primary ways that God speaks to us. You ever heard somebody use this expression, it dawned on me? Well, that's exactly what that is. That's the Holy Spirit enlightening your spirit. And that's why it's like a flash of light. It's like a light bulb turning on. It's like all of a sudden you see it, you know something. And so that's one of the primary ways that God speaks to us. God speaks to us from our heart because he lives in our heart. And so he speaks to us from where he is. We also talked about the fact that God can speak to you through a still, small voice where you can actually hold a conversation with God. And it's not an audible voice, but once again, it's a voice on the inside. It's a still, small voice. One of the prophets, I can't remember if it was Isaiah or if it was Elijah, but he said, you know, it's not in the earthquake. It's not in the whirlwind. It's not in the fire. But it's a still, small voice. He found God in a still, small 
voice. And so God speaks to us. It can be a still, small voice where it's not audible, but it's on the inside. It's on the inside. I remember whenever I visit with my mother, she loves to reminisce about the way she met my father. And she said, my father, one day he said, God spoke to him and he asked him, he said, if you are looking for a wife, where would you expect to find her? And he said, that's the question God asked him. And he said, instantly on the inside, he knew he answered the question. And the question was at Atlanta University. So he knew that if he was going to find a wife, which was what the question God posed to him, his answer was Atlanta University. It's like he saw it. He knew it all of a sudden on the inside that if I'm going to find a wife, I need to go to the university. So he went to Atlanta University. My mother tells me the story all the time, but she says, my father ended up in the registration line behind her, copied her phone number from her registration. (laughs) And he contacted her and, you know, it was a done deal after that point. But he found his wife and it all started from just a question that God asked him in his heart. If you're looking for a wife, where would you expect to find her? God gave him the answer and they met and had a beautiful marriage. So God speaks to us through a still small voice. It can be an impression. It can be a knowing. It can be a light turning on. But all of these things are happening in your heart because that's where the Holy Spirit lives. He lives in your heart. Let me read this scripture to you. This is a scripture the Holy Spirit brought to my attention this week. Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 and 2. Listen to this very carefully and you'll see the context and how this fits in exactly what we're talking about. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. Verse two, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the world. I love that. So this is saying, you know, in the old days, God primarily spoke to his people through the prophets. Remember, under the old covenant, the only people that really had the spirit of God or had contact with God were prophets, priests or kings. Those were really the only three offices that really had direct contact with God. The people did not. So if you wanted to hear from God, you needed to hear what the prophet said, priest said, or the king said. So there was no direct with just the general population. And so that's how God primarily dealt with his people. But under the new covenant, and I love this, in these last days, and we're certainly in the last days, if he's calling the last days when he wrote this, you know we're in the last days now. (laughs) And if you don't believe it, just look around, look at the news, look at what's happening in the world. In these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. Now, so the father now speaks to us by Christ Jesus, by way of the Holy Spirit in our heart, because Jesus now lives in our heart through the Holy Spirit. And so this is what this is saying. God now speaks to you from your heart. He now speaks to you from your heart. You don't have to 
rely on an outward sign or you don't have to go chasing prophets trying to get a word. You don't have to look for all these external things because now God speaks to us by his son through the Holy Spirit who now lives in your heart. He lives in your heart. I love that. I love that. And so that's a great confirmation to let us know exactly how God speaks to us. Remember, under the old covenant, people were led by their sight. They were led by their senses. They were led by their circumstances. But under the new covenant, we're led by the word. We're led by the Holy Spirit. We're led by faith. And so we're under two different dispensations of time. And so I just love this scripture in Hebrews that lets us know under the old days, God spake by the prophets. But now in these last days, he speaks to us by his son. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Oh, man, isn't that wonderful? You don't have to go to a mountain to hear a prophet like they had to do in the old days. They had to go to hear Mount Sinai to hear what Moses, you know, thus saith the Lord. No, now the Holy Spirit's in your heart, Jesus. And I'm going to read some scriptures to you to show you how the Holy Spirit takes it from Jesus and gives it to you. Let's read some of this. Let me give you some of these scriptures about the Holy Spirit. Man, this is so exciting. I'm just trying to keep from doing cartwheels right now. Man, <laughs> this is well. Listen to this one. The Gospel of John, chapter 14. Listen to this, verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Verse 26 But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And so Jesus is beginning to say the Holy Spirit is simply going to share with you what I'm telling. Everything that I've said and what he hears me say, the Holy Spirit is going to say to you. And then in verse 14, John 16, verse 14, he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So the Holy Spirit is simply listening unto Jesus and the Holy Spirit is telling us exactly what Jesus is saying. So Jesus is in our heart. The father is in our heart by way of the Holy Spirit. And so he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. And so in these last days, that's the way the Lord speaks to us. He speaks to us by his son. He speaks to us by his son. I'm going to give you some other scriptures, other evidences of this. It is so powerful to hear how God speaks to us, hear how God speaks to us. I just love it so much. Let me share some of these scriptures with you. This is 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. First John chapter two, verse 27. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you, 
But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and is truth and is no lie. And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Notice that you have an unction, you have an anointing that abides in you, it teaches you all things. So once again, that's the Father, that's Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. He talks to you, he gives you counsel, he speaks to you, but he does it in your heart. He does it in your heart. That's the most dominant way. There are times, as I've said before, there are times as an audible voice. There are times he'll use outward signs and other manifestations, but primarily under the New Testament, primarily the way God will speak to you is to be in your heart by the Holy Spirit. He's come to live there and that's where he dwells. And so that's where he speaks to you from, speaks to you from your heart. And we have sometimes we have not taken advantage of that full privilege of realizing that God lives right here in our heart. He's here to guide us. He's here to lead us. He's here to instruct us. He's here to counsel us. He's a friend to us right here in our heart, right here in the heart. And if we'll just get quiet, sit long enough, you'll give him the room and the space to begin to talk to you. I like to put it like this. Pray and then pause. We've been told to pray, but oftentimes we have not been told to pause. Pray and then pause. Prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue. You pray, pause, give the Father, give the Holy Spirit, give Jesus a chance to speak to you. Pray, then pause. Pray and then pause. Learn to sit quietly before the Lord in the word and in prayer. Be still. Pray and then pause. I did this the other day. I was practicing it myself. Since I'm preaching it, I said, I'll go ahead and practice it. And so the other, other day I prayed. And after I prayed, I just stayed on my knees and I paused. And this is what I heard the Holy Spirit say to me. It's interesting because it's something I always say to him. There's something I say to God all the time. Whenever I pray, I say this to God. I say, God, you're my heartbeat. You're every breath I take. You're my heart's desire. You're my heart's delight. You're the rejoicing of my heart. I say that every time I pray. And so this time, after I went through my normal prayer, I paused to see if God would say anything to me. And I invited him. Father, if you want to say anything, Jesus, Holy Spirit, if you want to say anything to me, I want to pause, give you space to speak to me if you want to. And this is what I heard him say. He said, you're my heartbeat. He said, you're every breath I take. He said, you're my heart's desire. You're my heart's delight. You're the rejoicing of my heart. I had always said that to him, but it never dawned on me that he feels the same way about me as I feel about him. He loves me more than I could ever love him. I love him because he first loved me. And he reminded me, he said, no, you're my heartbeat. You're every breath I take. You're my heart's desire. You're my heart's delight. You're the rejoicing of my heart. I had never thought to receive that from him. I was always giving that to him. But when I paused, when I prayed and paused, that's what he said to me. He said, you're every breath I take. You're my heartbeat. You're my heart's desire. You're my heart's delight. 
You're the rejoicing of my heart. Oh, man, that made me feel so good. Oh, man, how many of you know that'll make you feel special? That'll make you feel special. I felt so good. And so you give space. You pray and you pause. You give space for God to speak. You give space in prayer to hear. You give space in prayer to hear. The wisdom of God will speak to us all the time. I really recognize this in the book of Proverbs. Just listen. I want you to hear how the wisdom of God says it'll talk to you. Listen to this. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 6. Hear. This is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. Now, it's the wisdom of God, but yet it's personified. Jesus is made unto us wisdom. He is our wisdom. But this is the wisdom of God. Listen to what the wisdom of God says. It says, hear. H-E-A-R. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. This is the wisdom of God saying, if you'll take the time, you'll hear me. If you'll take the time, the wisdom of God is saying, if you take the time, you'll hear me, and I'll speak right things, excellent things. Verse 34, same chapter, Proverbs 8. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. If you'll wait, you'll have that pause, give him space. That's waiting at his doors. You're waiting at his posts to see if the wisdom of God will say something to you. The wisdom of God. So the wisdom of God speaks to us. The word speaks to us. Remember in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 22, just spending time in the word, the word says, when you go, I'll lead you. When you sleep, I'll keep you. When you wake up, I'll talk to you. So even God's word will talk to you. Then now the wisdom of God will talk to you. Then we find, you know, God speaks to us by his son. But all of these are a form of God speaking to you in your heart. God speaks to you in your heart. God speaks to you in your heart. That's the way he primarily leads us today. That was a person who had kind of gone off on me one time. They just kind of lost it and went off on me. And I was about to retaliate. I was about to go off on them the same way they had gone off on me. And as I was about to do it, I felt the Holy Spirit, the still small voice, the knowing, the impression, the light on the inside of me. He said, no, don't do that. And after he said that, I held back. I didn't do it. Held my tongue and stayed quiet. I obeyed. The Holy Spirit. I obeyed that leading. I obeyed the still small voice. Well, that's how God will speak to you. And that's how God will lead you. Remember, we have an unction. We have an anointing on the inside that teaches us all things. And so I just obeyed that and everything worked out. It turned out to be just a complete peace. Everything, you know, turned out to be just a blessed day because I obeyed the Holy Spirit in my heart. He says, no, don't do that. Now, what is that? What is that? I also found this over in the book of Hebrews. And this is one of the marks of the new covenant. The book of Hebrews gives us three marks of the new covenant. It says, number one, you'll know me. So there's a difference between the new covenant and the old covenant. He says, number one, you'll know me. He said, number two, I'll write my laws on your heart. Number three, I'll remember your sins no more. Those are the three marks of the new covenant. But that second mark, number one, you'll know him. Number two, I'll write my laws on your heart. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is literally the law written on our hearts. If you could take the Bible 
and imprinted into your heart, that's what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is the law written in our heart. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that the law, listen to this, the law of the spirit of life hath made me free. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Notice what it calls it. It called it the law of the spirit of life. What's the spirit of life? That's the Holy Spirit. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The Holy Spirit is the law of life. He's the law of the spirit of life. He's in your heart. See, he's in your heart and, oh man. And so that law there, that's the law that leads you. That's where he speaks to you. That's the law that leads you. See, it wasn't written in the Bible for me not to go off on the person that went off on me. I mean, it is there, but not, you know, directly in those literal words. But the Holy Spirit said it to me because he is the law of the spirit of life. And so there'll be things that are not necessarily written in the Bible that you will need direction and guidance for. But that's the law on your heart now leads you and guides you. And so it's what the Bible calls what happened to me in that example where I restrained myself from going off on the person that went off on me. The Bible says that the love of Christ constraineth us. The love of Christ constraineth us. And that word constraineth, it actually means to restrain and it also means to propel. So it means to restrain, which means it'll hold you back. So in that instance, I needed to be held back. I needed to be held back because I didn't need to go off on them the way they went off on me. So I needed to be held back. So the love of Christ constrained me. It held me back. But there are other times where you need to be nudged or propelled. That's the same word. The love of Christ constraineth us. So sometimes it'll hold you back. There are other times it'll nudge you forward. Well, when is the time that you need to be nudged? Well, when you need to say you're sorry to someone, when you need to forgive someone. And the Holy Spirit is now pushing you. He's now nudging you forward. That's the love of Christ constraineth me. It holds me back and I need to be held back. It pushes me when I need to be nudged. That's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the law written on our heart. So the whole Bible is on your heart by way of the Holy Spirit. And he'll lead you in situations where things are not written in black and white in the Bible. The Bible won't tell you what job to take, but the Holy Spirit will. The Bible won't tell you what to do in a situation with one of your co-workers, but the Holy Spirit will. And so it's the law written on your heart. And so it's God, Christ, by the Holy Spirit, living in our hearts. He teaches us all things. He prompts us. He nudges us. He guides us. He counsels us all from our heart. Man, isn't that exciting? Man, I got so excited when I started seeing that and really jumping into that. This is how God speaks to us. This is how God speaks to us. He'll speak to your heart. 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 So often people are running around trying to get a word all along. Holy Spirit is living right here. He's here to lead you. He's here to guide you. He's here to counsel you. He's here to give you instruction. He's here to give you advice. All you got to do is be quiet and ask him. All you got to do is be quiet and ask him. He'll lead you in your heart. He'll lead you in your heart. He'll lead you in your heart. 
Praise God. I'm going to stop right there. I had one more thing I wanted to share or show you, but I'm out of time. Praise God. Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this message in its entire series absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part five of the series titled Learning to Hear God's Voice by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7966 at 7966 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7966 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the Word.